0: Welcome to That Shit Movie's Quite Good, a podcast where the presenter loves every crappy movie ever made. This podcast is hosted by Graham Crow. He knows a lot about movies and sport and not much about anything else. You'll find him laughing at his own dad jokes on a regular basis. And if you think Gossip Girl is a worthy shit movie, then you're definitely in the wrong place because it doesn't even rank. Watch out for little ears. This podcast can contain strong language and, depending on the movie, adult themes. It may also contain movie spoilers if you're the kind of person who doesn't line up at midnight to see the first session. You can listen in via the website or wherever semi-decent podcasts can be accessed. If there's show notes, which will only appear if the soccer isn't on, they will appear on the website at thatshitmoviesquitegood.com. If we had sponsors, we'd make a big deal of them right here, even throw some confetti. We do have to thank Bombora Digital for the website and Kevin McLeod for the intro music. You can find their links in our show notes. If you want to be one, get in touch. Now onto the shitty movies. Here's your host, Graham Crowe.
1: Hi and welcome to that ship movies quite good. I'm your movie loving host Graham Crow. Joining me today from his Fortress of Solitude. He's now come to Nakatomi Towers. He's the John McLean to my Hans Gruber. It's Uncle Phil. How are you doing? yippee big guy. I'm I'm really well, thank you. It's good to good to have you back in a live setting rather than over the uh, zoom.
2: Yeah, screw you, COVID-19. <laughs>
1: yes indeedy indeedy so today's um today's movie that we're covering um we're going back to 1993
2: it's a western um i've already said it but it's appropriate i thought i have another um,
1: well and it's um it's it's a who's who of that time's actors really oh it's so many names in this movie ridiculous so shall we um shall we dive into this film Let's give it a crack. Okay. So in 1993, Hollywood brought us today's movie, which is Tombstone, directed by George P. Cosmatos, although Kurt Russell is rumored to have directed most of the film. It tells the story of the uh, arrival of the Earps into the mining mining boom town and the events that lead up to the 30 seconds of gunfight adjacent to the OK Corral and the subsequent aftermath of revenge. Starring a who's who... Of 80s and 90s hollywood action stars such as kurt russell val kilmer michael bean and powers booth the film made a respectable 56 million uh, on a 25 million dollar budget and has gone on to be a cult classic uh, so you tell the little cowboys i'm coming and hell's coming with me <laughs> today we review tombstone
2: <laughs> Great movie.
1: so Robert Mitchum opens the film with his, uh, 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 voiceover, um, of the events of how tombstone was created and how the old west, which is quite a sort of an interesting, um, look at the, look at the times of, uh, of the old west with the old black and white films and stuff.
2: It's he, quite- uh, he has such a, a great voice for it. Almost, it's, it's almost like he's chiselled out of the Wild West pathos. It's a very, it's a very Western voice, isn't it? Yeah, you know, he was actually supposed to be in the movie. Was he really? But um, he fell off a horse, and uh, was injured, so they replaced him. Was that? Um, was he going to be Henry Hooker, Charlton Heston's character? I uh, believe. Oh, I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure.
1: Because this is all actually, you know, all the pretty much everybody in this movie. Um, or the the characters in this movie are real people Mm. of the time um, who were in and around Tombstone at that time.
2: It's a historical event, but it's a fictional, -fictional, semi-fictional, you know.
1: It's fairly accurate over some things and at least some things out, which um, uh, could turn the air blue with regards to the earth (laughs) Um, and, and what they were doing prior to Tombstone. Um, and prior to Dodge City, uh, uh, White Earp uh, was a strong arm man at a brothel mm. when he started out. Um, he ran racetracks. He ran gambling.
2: He hey, was, let's not judge, he, okay? You so know, we all need to make a he, coin. He,
1: he, flipped, <laughs> he flipped between that sort of criminal um, uh, activities and, and also being a lawman. Being a lawman, and I think in the old west it was quite easy
2: to do that. Oh, there, there would—it just the air would have been thick with it. You, know, um, you know, corruption, uh, gambling, drugs, gunplay. So we
1: have we have the cowboys who are the um, who are a renowned uh, outlaw gang of the time. Um, you can tell a cowboy by his red sash. Apparently, um, they ride into this Mexican village. They've ridden south, um, and and there's a a wedding going on uh, with like Federale's uh, uh, a Federale marrying his 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 bride and and the whole the whole shebang. And they they ride into this town and basically slay everybody. Shoot, shoot everyone. Um, well,
2: no, they only shoot the the, the Federale's the, the Mexican. Yeah cow cowboys or
1: because the federales have obviously hunted because they the cowboys cross the border steal cattle bring them back and then sell them mm. that's how they make their their, their money and obviously the federales have hunted them down and killed a couple of their couple of the their men so they've exacted revenge on on these uh mexican police
2: oh what a it's such a brilliant scene though you know they say and the families are all setting up all the food on that long table. And then, you know, the, the doors to the chapel open up and, and then, and then quite soon after that, the shooting starts, but it, it just sets the tone. That's And, and, and that's right. And, and after they've slayed
1: everybody, the, the priest, the priest is going absolutely bonkers at them. And Michael Bean, who plays the slightly loose cannon, Johnny Ringo just pulls his gun out and casually
2: shoots him and then continues on with this apple eating activities. Well, the, the priest actually, he made a, a, he, he said something in Spanish about, uh, that, that, uh, there, there will be a reckoning. That's that, right. Um, that they will be visited by a pale horseman.
1: Well, uh, I think, well, it, 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 they kind of used the same, uh, 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 monologue, as in Pale Rider. You know, mm. behold a pale horse, mm. uh, and on on the rider on him was death, and hell mm.
2: hell followed with him. As soon, well, as soon you know, as I, I heard that, I thought, oh, that's interesting, because um, I, I believed that there were a certain number of people in in White Earp's, uh crew, and and also one of them was quite sick as well. So I, I kept thinking, is this is this a uh you know a wish as to what's going to happen
1: well i I think possibly it was it's hard it's hard really to say whether the priest was just spouting the the bible um to them The, the the revelation is it revelations it's from book of revelations book of revelations i think and he's um you know he whether he's just spouting that as a like a kind of a vindictive a curse, a curse on them you know mm. or whether it's a a, a a reckoning of things to come it's you know you don't really know but saying that johnny ringo finishes him off and then eats his apple and they uh powers booth who plays uh curly bill brochures oh, it really, yeah it's
2: such a cool character it's
1: right. it's who's who's kind of in control, but not in control of the group. Yeah. It's he's got kind of a real whimsy to yeah, him as well. He's kind of, you know, scoots around and does all of that. And he's just a, just a casual character. Yeah. Um, he's sort of, you know, what did he say? And that's, and then that's when he says the the Pale Rider basically yeah. comes in. Um, so we jump from there, um, uh, and we have the, the Wyatts,
2: um, arriving in Tombstone. Um, Well, I think they right. They arrive right in another city. Uh, by train so they're obviously travelling across the wild west yeah they they arrive in Tucson on the train uh, hitch up a couple of wagons and And then then take take a long a reasonable journey where where is Tombstone Um, it's
1: Arizona it's in the like in the Arizona territories and I I think it's probably I think they said it was like a, a a a four-day or five-day ride from, from the train station.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, they obviously look like they cross some pretty hairy terrain, okay, you know, very right. dry. And, they, and they're and they there with um, their respective
1: partners. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of them are actually married. They're all, like, common-law wives.
2: Yeah. Um, and... I, I did like that scene where they literally just hopped off the train uh, and they stood in front of the window and, and just sort of almost like a snapshot Shot, like a like a photograph yeah of 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 where you know where they were and uh which I, you can imagine back in the day you're literally traveling halfway across the world america is quite large well that's right to to start afresh it would have been a, a very brave journey you know into this lawless area of booming area so yeah it, it, that, i thought that was pretty cool that um that snapshot.
1: Yeah, so they hitch. Oh, and when they get off the train as well, they're approached by a U.S. marshal um, straight away. Straight away, who's who spots White Earp from as as a the, the lawman from Dodge City, the man that cleaned up Dodge City, mm. and he's like, and he comes up and he says, "Mr. Earp," and he, just as he says that, he goes, "I'm not interested. I'm retired. I'm retired," and he kind of just walks away from them, leaves them go, and um, that man will. Become important later on in the film, mm. um, as we uh, as we head towards the back end of the film and and the events uh, post gunfight at the OK Corral. Yes.
2: Um,
1: so they they hitch up their wagons with their respective uh, spouses. That's uh, Virgil, the oldest brother, played by Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott has not aged in. He's like he's looked the same since like nineteen eighty. I, I kid you not. Since nineteen eighty, he has looked the same. I was watching a show called The Ranch it's on Netflix, and mm. and he looks exactly the same. He's a little bit a little bit older, yeah. but he is pretty much exactly does hasn't changed.
2: And I, I sneakily and, suspect that uh, that um, Sam Elliott was born. He carried the world's greatest mustache in vitro I reckon he came out gray and with a massive mustache with the, with the, with the tash
1: that's right it's and that that draw that that sort of Californian drawl that he's got it's just um like it's like butter yeah and and I've, I've seen him in this and and prior to this I saw saw him in um, uh, Gettysburg the miniseries which I haven't watched um, it's uh, uh, it's about a, it's a four hour movie, mm. split into two two halves, um, and uh, he plays General Buford, who holds off the, the Confederate army at Gettysburg to allow the Union army to come up. Okay, so he's a. So All he,
2: right, I'm going to put it on my watch list. He's only in it for like five minutes. Don't okay. care, but it's, it's just for a yeah. like that. I'll cross that bridge. Um, Morgan, uh,
1: Ert, played by the great and late. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. He's he, just an amazing. I love actor. watching Bill Paxton. I can once again, I can watch him in anything. Yeah. From from Terminator to Aliens to to Big Love to Big Love. Yeah. Yes, um, and and um, and of course Wyatt, who's played by Kurt Russell. We've watched. We've we've reviewed a couple of Kurt Russell movies. I know Kurt yeah. Russell's great. He's just and and believe it or not, all the mustaches in this film are real. Mm. Okay. None of them are fake. They're all grown. They're all real. Yes. And the film, as I say, reputedly directed by uh, George. uh, That's the dog sneezing. Reputedly uh, uh, report.
2: Actually, I think the dog's got tuberculosis.
1: Or or COVID. (laughs) We didn't say that. Uh,
2: He's he's been uh, he's in character for Doc Holiday during the podcast, and he's got uh, tuberculosis. (laughs) He's He's a lunger.
1: Yeah. So, repeatedly directed by uh, uh, George Cosmatis. Um, but from what I've heard is that Kurt also did some rewrites and
0: actually okay. and okay. actually
1: directed most of the movie, even though he's not on as the director. Yes. Okay. Um, and I've read articles where Val Kilmer's actually confirmed that. So.
2: Right. So, it's pretty interesting. Right. So, oh, look. Yeah, interesting. We've, we've, you, we've both got a soft spot for Kurt Russell. Kurt, I could, yes, Kurt Russell's just... And,
1: and once again, he's just as cool as ice now as he was 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> this is, I don't know how these guys just like... Well, like... in The
2: Hateful Eight, if there was ever a person born to play uh, Western characters... It's him.
1: It, it's him. And 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 in like Escape from New York, he's essentially playing the same sort of character.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, Snake Plissken is, is basically a Western character. He's a bit of an outlaw bit of a yeah gun for hire
2: he's uh, he's a few of the western tropes all sort of rolled into one with a bit of bit of trifle yeah
1: that's right um so th- they arrive in town and um they they go they go um we go across into a bar where there's uh, doc holiday playing cards um now he's um he's uh playing cards with uh Oh no! This is a different yeah, town. Yeah, this is
2: this is um, they they introduce the stop. character of Doc Holiday. Stop. He's in another, another town, town playing cards. That's right, playing cards. So
1: he um, he uh, has a a standoff with someone who thinks he's cheating. Yeah, um, and he overcomes that situation with his Hungarian girlfriend. Or his yes, Hungari- yes. Hungarian Do you know player,
2: who that other person was? Joanna Pakula no no the person he was playing against oh no uh, who's he put pl- frank stallone sylvester is that, is that Stallone's stallone? brother
1: i saw frank Stallone's name then and i was like where was he in the film i thought he was like one of the
2: cowboys no 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 um it's it's that's such a cool scene if you ask me uh i, I really you know um i think there's a there's a quote where um where Doc actually says to him, he says, I don't think this is your game. You know, how about we have a spelling bee or something? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you know, when the guy stands up from the table, he goes, well, have I offended you? You know, and, and he's like, because I'm not sure if I could bear it if I've offended you. Just the whole piss take that the character of Doc Holliday but in that of, scene is just delicious.
1: But he's kind of also, in by doing that, he's kind of pushing them to try and draw on him as well, because he's, like, so quick with a gun... Yes. ..that he, he's, like, wanting to find someone who... I think he actually wants to find someone that's quicker than him because yeah. he's got this lung disease and he's, like, you know... He's certainly some, not
2: someone who's afraid of death.
1: No, that's right. He's not afraid of death. And he, and maybe he, he, he feels that... <sighs> bloody dog. And maybe he feels that, you know, by finding someone that is quicker than him, it'll end end the pain that he's in yeah um but also he wants to still try and beat whoever's trying to draw him oh yeah, yeah. yeah so he's 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 got that conflicted um situation within him where he's he he wants to he wants to beat the guy but he also wants the guy to beat him so there's
2: everything about the character of doc Holliday in this movie that that says that he's he himself is an actual poker gang mm. he's just a hand of poker
1: uh, and there's a scene later on in uh, the bar on uh, in in Tombstone with Johnny Ringo, where mm. he he just you know he plays him for a fool, in the in almost in the hope that Johnny Ringo is going to try and draw on him. Yeah, and and you know we'll 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 get to that shortly. But um, so they're playing cards and um, and they have that situation. Um, they they sorted out they hold hold everybody off in the bar uh, joanna pakula who's the actress yes. is his um uh, girlfriend in the film she's pouring all the money into the bag and basically running out onto the porch and he says let's forget the luggage let's just <laughs> <laughs> let's just right and they jump on their horses and they and they leave town um meanwhile we jump back and white Earth's wagon comes into Tombstone. Um, and white, uh, and the boys uh, get off. Uh, they go. They go, They send their wives off to um, to wherever, to wherever they're staying. Um, they're approached by the sheriff, who has a chat with them. Um, and then another wagon comes into town with uh, uh, Billy Zane and Dana Delaney on it. Yes. Um, and both of them playing actors in the in the film as well as being actors um and she kind of eyes him off from a distance because she's they've got that once again that long shot of these tall western handsome western types in long coats just kind of staring around she
2: calls him a tall Tall drink drink of of water water. and, and uh billy zane you know compares him to a predator and uh it's it yeah that's it's quite eloquent that scene I really like that, the part where uh, I think the three boys split up from their wives, and they're just walking down the, the main the main drag of Tombstone, and there's no plan. They didn't go there with any no any plan, but it just goes to show that a, a silver town, a booming silver town like that, was just full of promise, and uh, and. White branches off, sees the Oriental Hotel, and just walks in within, you know, within uh, ten minutes of one confrontation, they're they're already in the money. And he's and he has that confrontation with um, with Billy Bob Thornton. A a bit of a fatso, Billy Bob Thornton, which you know, it's the voice I recognise straight away, but the face I
1: didn't. Well, he's not like super super slim like he is in um, Armageddon. He's quite he's got a bit of poundage on him yeah and and he's um you know white walks over to him and says you're sitting at my table (laughs) yeah and and he uh you know says oh that's big words for someone not wearing a piece you know not wearing a gun and he says oh i don't need a gun to take you yeah and 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 billy bob gets up and he's like and puts his hand on his gun and white comes in close to him and goes. Skin that
2: smoke wagon. <laughs> yeah. You have to admit that particular saying, where he says, "If you ain't gonna skin that smoke wagon, you need to bugger off," and then he slaps him, and he right slaps him across again. the face. You know, slaps him, and you know, for a man to slap another man, uh, that's a that's a big deal, right? That's right. And then he slaps him again, and he's just looking. You know, they're they're only inches away from each other, and it just. It, and I'll probably say this ten times during the course of this. This uh movie review, to me, this movie is just one game of poker. Yeah, they're just waiting. And, uh, and he and Billy Bob Thornton's character Johnny Taylor, I think, or folded up like a cheap suit. That's right. And he runs out of
1: town, but wow. he at that runs out runs out of the bar. But he doesn't know it's he doesn't know who it is that he's standing no. up against, which no, because he um he late after White comes out, he says he walks into his brother's. A, brothers again and says we've got a game we're in we're we you know we're in the action and as they're talking doc holiday walks up to him and starts chatting has arrived in town and he's chatting to the, the three of them as well and billy bob thornton comes around with a, with a double barrel shotgun and goes recognizes doc holiday yeah and says doc and these guys just ignore him because he's standing there with a gun and they're chatting chatting so, away it's just and that which is
2: and then he says, oh... Bloody have magnificent. Have I introduced you to White Earp? And he's like, oh, uh, Wyatt Earp? Uh, uh, and then they, you're right, then they continue on that conversation. Conversation. And then, uh, And then, um... And then he sort of kind of... He Doc Holliday says, oh, oh, I forgot you were there. That's right, they forget he's there. They the dude's just, just got a double-barrel shotgun. He's just standing there ready to blow him in half. And then he says, oh, you know, you might want to go. And,
1: and then White says, oh, just leave the gun.
2: You know, and He actually... Did you notice he said leave the gun and then when Billy Bob Thornton's character goes to hand him the gun he says like he didn't he didn't even it there was no respect there at all no. like he was the guy was insignificant well he's
1: already slapped him around so, so it's kind he, of- he
2: basically just said no on leave it on the ground on the ground like i'm not even i'm not even going to reach out i respect you so little i'm not even going to reach out and grab the gun so there's awesome. a there's a there's a theatre show um,
1: that they that they go to with their wives um and they bump into um two two characters who will become important later one is um uh, texas jack vermillion and the other is uh turkey creek jack johnson best names in the world really. i know bet they're just total cowboy names <laughs> but they're real people yeah which is like you know that you couldn't write this they're like they're actual people that road with White and back in you know the 1880s yes and like it's, uh, you think oh, no one's gonna have that name here. turkey jack turkey, turkey creek jack johnson and you a get on a million the, you know and you get on the thing and it's all oh, the real characters but they they bump into they they know them they know white and and uh, virgil and morgan and they walk into them and have a chat and everything and then kind of head off on their way and these guys take their wives into the um into the theater for a show, mm. um, which has, which is full of cowboys who are all like, you know, the sort of typical kind of, I guess, yeah. uh, Western scene where they're all shooting into the roof, you know, yeah which is, I don't know if that actually happened really, but I don't know, but it, you know. It, it's a good scene and it's actually got Jason Priest, uh, Jason Priestley from Beverly Hills, <laughs> get it out. I know, I know it's, <laughs> and yeah. he's like totally, infatuated with billy
2: zane's character there there were some scenes that that were almost a bit superfluous i know yeah and i like that small small story arc to me I, i i i didn't get it but it's in there for some reason because like at some point he he
1: he he doesn't actually play like a a major role within the the film no um and he's only like in a few scenes and 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 there's like a scene where, um, after the okay corral, where white calls out to him and he says, I don't want to talk to you guys, you know, you're criminals and kind of disappears. Cause he's all upset about it. But, um, he's just like, when they're watching that theater show, uh, he's just like amazed at what's going on. White actually, uh, spots, uh, Josephine Marcus on the stage. Um, who is uh Dana Delaney and their eyes meet and his his wife Maddie who realizes re- she going. knows there's something going like mm. there's some sort of connection going on there and she's on the on the um the source yes
0: on the menim, Ludenum.
1: Ludenum, yeah which is like well you know, I didn't a realize but she was an ex-prostitute she was yeah, yeah. well they said they apparently um because I can't remember what her her name was apart from Maddie um But she had a uh, like a a, a, another name as well as Mm. well maddie was like her alias and apparently if in the old west if they had two names like if they had an alias the women had an alias and an actual name then they were prostitutes right apparently i
2: didn't know so
1: i i'd say that um at some point white's um taken this woman with him who's now his common law wife um so they watch that uh, that show. Um, Mate is drinking opium, and then there's uh, later later on there's some uh, shooting happening outside, um, and uh, it's uh, Curly Bill Brocius who's had a few drinks too many.
2: No, I think he went to he went to the opium Chinese tent. opium yeah, and, I mean, and sampled some opium, that's and he right. came out.
1: So he's 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 um, he's. Uh, shooting guns in
2: the air in the street and can hardly stand um yeah. and uh look he sh- didn't look like he was aiming to kill anyone uh, like he actually looked no. like he was aiming just to stir.
1: well uh the, the the sheriff of the town who is uh, Fred White um who's played by um uh oh, I can't remember his name now but he's been in like loads of film.
2: uh Kerry Jr I can't remember his first Harry name Cary. Harry Harry Kerry Jr Harry Kerry Jr yeah which is, uh, you know sounds like a Japanese person wanting to <laughs> commit suicide or, you know, just a really
1: odd name. Well, he's in one of my favourite uh, war movies from, like, the 60s, The, the Devil's Brigade. Oh, OK. Um, he's the um, Canadian uh, senior officer. Oh, the right. Canadian Canadian junior officer, rather, within that, within that unit.
2: OK. Uh, I, I do recall the movie, but I can't recall him as the actor in that. No, he was...
1: Significantly younger, yeah. um, but and and also Sheriff Fred White in real life was about thirty four. In this, oh, okay. in this, he's played by a man who's clearly aged. <laughs> yes Yes. Um, and Curly Bill, he he goes and says, you know, puts his hand on his gun, says, Curly, I need to take those guns off you because you know you you can't be under the influence and carrying a firearm in town. And he goes to take them off him, and the gun goes off and and kills him yeah it was an accident and well uh, apparently in like and I've listened to other uh, read other things apparently um White heard him heard Curly Bill say that it was an accident that wasn't supposed to happen I think he was just under like not not really in his right mind and he's just popped one off by accident and killed him okay um but, uh, White comes out and cold cocks him, and buffaloed uh, buffaloed him. Um, yeah, him. are you are you familiar with the term with, buffalo? It's the it's the front of the gun on top of the on on the. Uh, well,
2: it's any sort of pistol whipping is was buffaloed. referred to uh, at the in the day as buffalo. Mm. And just uh, getting in character there, folks. Buffalo <laughs> <laughs> buffaloing to me is a
1: drinking game where yeah, if you if you too. pick up a pipe with your left hand, you've got to skull it. <laughs> but you know cricketing does yeah. okay <laughs> anyway um, so he um, uh, I think the Clantons come around, come out and everything and they're all holding guns and putting guns at him and saying you know you're not going to hang him and he says we're not going to hang him he's going to be tried by the judge yes and they take you know they take him away at that point yes and uh, Sam Elliott comes out
2: with his shotgun and what have you. I think both brothers come out of that stage and sort of start. That's right. So we have, um,
1: we have, uh, uh, where, where are we at? We have the, um, the Clantons playing poker. like Clanton playing poker, I think at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he keeps losing to um
2: to Wyatt oh yeah because Wyatt's got the game there's the dog again it's awesome Ike Ike is played famously by Stephen Lang who we know from one of the most the highest grossing films of all time Avatar Avatar he uh it's really quite dynamic, uh, yeah. As he gets older, in some of these later roles that he's been in, he's so dynamic. And this one, he, he plays a bit of a chameleon. I mm. didn't initially. I didn't recognize him. Well, he's also he's also <laughs> also in um, uh,
1: Gettysburg as well, and it's uh, sequel Gods and Generals. Okay. So he's in he's in both of those, um, and he's also in that TV show where they go back in time to Terra Nova. Terra Nova. Who, which was uh, sadly shortly lived. I was quite one a good, season. One season. It was yeah, I didn't good.
2: know. I, I actually watched it, and then I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what the next season is coming out. Uh, it never happened. So Clanton,
1: uh, he, I, I Clanton thinks he's being robbed constantly by hmm. um, by uh, uh, the, the house, the, the house basically, um, and he, you know, the reckoning's coming, kind of thing. Hmm and that's where we get to the um
2: the gunfight at the okay corral i think at that point well there's there's a, there's quite a few scenes in between you know yeah we, we right. get introduced to a few characters and you know there's that the really gripping scene between uh ike and uh sorry between um Doc Holliday holiday and ringo that's right. In the, in, in the bar as well. That's right. Because yeah, yeah.
1: doesn't, doesn't, isn't our Clanton leave at that point. Is it the same? It's the same scene, isn't it?
2: Well, there's a lot of scenes where uh, that, that because uh, they, they sort of, they end up back in the Oriental. Mental, That's there's right. a quite a few scenes where they end up in the Oriental. Uh, that Wyatt has the game. It's his game. He gets 25% of the house. So, which is a lucrative business for the three brothers at that stage and, uh, and in this particular scene i believe ike is losing heavily then uh billy steps in ringo steps in that's right and man. there's a really interesting uh scene where where ringo sort of introduces himself to doc holiday and that's where we find out that ringo is an equally learned man and, that's that's, right. and that Doc actually really doesn't like Ringo. No, a, he, he, he speaks, uh, speaks Latin. He speaks Latin as well. I actually have written down the, uh, the, what they say in Latin, but uh, damn, I can't pronounce it. Mm. But, uh, but it, it's, it's really, it's a great scene. And in the end, I think um, Curly Bill pulls Ringo off, uh, uh, oh, pulls him out and actually sends him outside. Uh, That's right,
1: and we have. Um, oh, there was also Wyatt, and and Wyatt goes out for a ride, leaves Maddie at home off her head yes. on opioids, and uh, bumps into Josephine Marcus on horseback. Yes, um, and they they ride for some time and have a picnic, and so there's all these little scenes that are occurring around what is about to happen, um, and introducing all these all these characters, and there's so many characters, and they're all trying to fill this one melting pot of story Mm. it's it's it's, it is it does get uh, you know you're sort of trying to work out where you are within that within that storyline because it does jump around
2: I I, I was just surprised at how much bravado I always thought the Wild West was gunfight after gunfight but I imagine there would have been it's more standoff isn't
1: it it's like who can who can stare down
2: the. it's like a great big Game of, of paper, scissors, rock, uh, and that, that's why I've you know had have used that reference to you know it's it's just all about bluffing. Didn't didn't you feel? Yeah, so
1: as always, it's, they're always trying to out bluff each other, and there's that and as you say, there's that scene with Johnny Ringo where um, where the, after Ike Clanton's left disgruntled and angry about being ripped off constantly mm. by the house um and johnny ringo speaks latin to doc Holliday. they have the he pulls his gun johnny ringo pulls his gun out and starts you know spinning it around on his on his quite masterfully done absolutely and he's like doing it across his head and back and around and around puts it in and everybody applauds everyone gives him an applause yeah and then doc Holliday gets his his whiskey glass whiskey cup up The silver whiskey cup that's right and starts doing exactly the same thing just mocking him almost like enticing him to draw on him
2: yeah as he's doing it in... a lot of tension in that scene because you, you oh, think this absolutely. Go. Well, and, where's it going to go
1: and the whole the whole oriental hotel is just hanging on a knife edge waiting for it to go south quickly mm. um, but then he kind of puts it into his pocket and gives a wink and Everyone, like, oh, bravo, you know, gives us an applause and everything. And that's, you know, we, we kind of move. Johnny Ringo is kind of edging. You can see he's edging on that, on that, on the verge of
2: wanna, stepping I off I the wanna, cliff. I want to do this. Yeah.
1: Where Curly Bill puts his arm around him and, like, kind of leads him away. Yeah. Because he knows that Curly Bill knows if, if it comes to guns, then Ringo's pretty much dead
2: yeah well uh, Ringo is the personification of death really you know it, like because he was obviously an incredibly skilled fighter and then to meet Doc Holliday who there, there was no ounce of fear there that's right I think it would have been like a, for him staring into the eyes of death absolutely and it uh yeah, and there was real brinkmanship there and it was quite powerful and it, it was a brilliant scene and we but, have we, we 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 jumped to the next with well, the next day
1: um and there's um the clantons ride right into town with three other me- with three or four other men um, and uh, they head down to the the corral um, yes they've been drinking they've been playing cards and drinking or well, not i believe that's right they, mm. they, because and he was still feeling um aggrieved at the loss of uh, the loss of the card game and the drinking obviously hadn't affected had it had affected um, hadn't changed his uh, opinion of what had happened. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. So he was gu- I, he was gunning for a fight. I think it. I think it, before this happened, uh, I think uh, there's there's a real change within the brothers. Like Wyatt is dead against standing up against these cowboys. Because well, he, this is for them. This is a financial opportunity. And, and he's retired from all of that. Yeah and um and even at this point even mort mort morgan 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 is dead against it but you can see the cracks in virgil well i think he's an upright kind of lawman he's, yeah, he's always, he was a lawman he was
1: also a lawman and yeah, yeah and, and i think he he has because he's a little bit older than the other two he has that issue of um, uh it just seeing injustice and wanting to do something about yeah, it
2: Yeah, there is a, a quite enlightening scene where it's daytime he leaves the 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 previous sheriff is dead the town sheriff is dead there is a county sheriff a county sheriff yeah um, by the name of being who's who's a, a more of character a po- Well, he's more of a politician Mm uh but, and then we see we see that um some of the cowboys ride through the town and nearly run over a boy. Virgil steps in grabs the boy and then hands the boy off to the boy's mother, and he realizes the boy's mother has a cut face. Yeah, and I think, and that's where I think Virgil breaks, and he realizes there's no one in this town to help the townsfolk. So, and and he himself is, is part of the problem because him and his two brothers won't do anything. They're, they're supporting. They're supporting gambling. They're supporting this whole environment, and he breaks and he takes on the rollers, uh, the new the town, town sheriff. sheriff. And
1: funnily enough, Morgan joins him as the Morgan joins him as the as the marshal. Well, I think at the, of the of the I think there were eight or nine Earp siblings, yeah. um, and in fact, White uh, Wyatt Earp's, uh great nephew is actually in this movie really yeah
2: there is a yeah, white the white, third yeah
1: white Earp. glenn his actual name's glenn Which, white Third. he was
2: actually one of the fighters of the okay in this scene he was one of the ones that, that did a runner straight up that's right
1: and um he's his his father his great grand great great grandfather or great great grandfather yeah. trying to work back how many how many generations um was uh, Newton newton who was uh, i think also a lawman but in um in uh, uh like the chicago kind of illinois area okay where we were from okay. um but these three brothers were the were always they were the uh, virgil white and then morgan were the three brothers one after the other mm-hmm. and they were always apparently quite tight um so they always went everywhere together everywhere together and uh, obviously Morgan uh, felt the need to back his elder brother up and he,
2: he even says that. I think he says something along the lines of uh, "Of um, you had to support I had to support my brother's play that's right and there's an
1: interesting thing that uh, Morgan actually says which we uh, after they come out of the theatre um, which also plays in later on down the line where he says to Wyatt do you believe in anything he's he quite spiritual morgan Herb. um and he says you know do you believe in anything do you believe in god or you know creation or anything and what do you what do you think you see when you know when when you die you know some people say you'll see a bright light and you know and why it was like well you know I'll tell you when I find out.
2: Kind of <laughs> I'll let you in on the secret. That's right. The but big they, secret.
1: But the going back to the Clantons, they they come into town with their um, with their, their their posse of of six of them, um, and head down to the corral, and uh, Morgan heads heads out um, with uh, Virgil. Wyatt goes with them, um, and Doc Holliday, who's been unwell at this point in time, um, he. Turns up at the at the at the sheriff's office, um, you know he he can't really fire his pistol, so he says, "Give me the shotgun," and yes. and you take the cane, gives the cane to Virgil, mm. um, and they head down to the OK corral. And I call this thirty seconds in hell because it's like the shortest, it's the most, it's it's the most famous
2: gunfight of all time. It really and, is, and isn't it? And at th- at this stage, White, so uh, so Virgil and Morgan were town sheriff yeah Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt uh Wyatt was deputized he, he says swear me in swear me in, that's it that's right
1: and um and then they head down to the the down to uh where the corral is um and this as i say was 30 seconds that's all it took 30 seconds 30 bullets and there were three dead on the clanton side two wounded on the on the on the Earp side and
2: Wyatt standing in the middle untouched yeah <laughs> it's um so much so much has been said about that 30 seconds there. and, and Hi- historically speaking and and it, and it's not even in the
1: okay corral which is you know gunfight at the okay corral is is kind of kind a of misnomer. Near the, gunfight misnomer it's near the OK it's, OK it's gunfight adjacent to the okay corral because it yeah. was in the laneway behind the okay corral yes. and and they kind of they're, they're staring off at each other and um they, 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 uh, the Cla- the Clantons, you know, start going, Mally putting their hands up. towards their guns, their eyes narrow. I didn't even have a gun. Oh, Played by, um, that was uh, that was uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Lang. Ste- I Clanton.
2: Uh, Ike Clanton. Yes.
1: Yeah, and he says, you know, that, that, that White goes in and says, "Look, I'll have a chat," and so he kind of heads into the middle to, to try and talk them down. And they start going for the guns. And at that point, Virgil goes, I don't want this. This is, you know, basically saying we don't have to go down this road. Yeah. I think it was
2: very dramatic the way they sort of, you know, know, they, they, there was that, that standoff.
1: And then the tension, once again, just like in the, in the Oriental hotel, the tension again, is like, so like, it's palpable in the air when you're Mm. watching it and. Val Kilmer kind of looks at one across at one of the one of
2: the clan. That guy who played Ned and Stacy. Yeah, uh, Thomas and, Hayden Church. That's right. Billy Clanton. Billy he Clanton. Plays Billy Clanton.
1: And he kind of goes, gives Came him a, gives a him, wink, gives oh. him a wink, and it's at this point Clanton just pulls his gun out. And, yeah,
2: White goes, "Oh hell!" Yeah. Here we go. It's on,
1: and the shooting like starts. Donkey Kong, and Billy Clanton gets absolutely annihilated.
2: He gets shot a few times, you yeah. know, but it, considering, like, I've always envisioned that these guys were crack shot, sharpshooters. And there's just bullets going everywhere. Well, that's the thing, you know, that, and I think they're only like
1: 15 feet apart in real, in like in the actual gunfight. Yes. The real gunfight. They were only 15 feet apart between yes. the two groups. Of people. that's not much. Yes. And for 30 bullets in 30 seconds to to only wing a couple of, not even, you know, mortally wound any of yeah, the herbs. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's that, it's not very
2: accurate pistols, really. No, well, well, you know, and how Ike, Ike, Ike is one of the more interesting characters of the entire movie because he just says so much, but he's such a wuss. I know, because the gunfight's going on around him
1: and it he's, is, like, lying on the ground like okay, this. Don't and Wyatt says you? to him get into the fire or get out of here kind of thing, you know? He says, yeah. he, and he runs into the building. R- he runs into the building and then pulls a the gun out and starts shooting at them out through, through the, through the, the windows. Window. And they're, like, shooting back through the window at him, but they miss him, and, and he... He eventually
2: he escapes. escapes.
1: that's right. But Billy Clanton's dead, um, and... Um, the Clanton brothers are dead. The, uh, uh, are the... Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, but John John Corbett, who's in my Big Fat Greek Wedding, um, <laughs> he he yeah. does a runner. Yes, he gets away. Um, and Morgan is actually shot um, through the shoulder, um, and Virgil Virgil, I think, was also also wounded, but not. Oh, the McClary
2: brothers. The McClary brothers. Yeah, the McClary brothers uh, gunned down and killed June. Yes.
1: So. so mormon's wounded through the shoulder um this there's, there's uh, cowboys dead everywhere um and uh they uh they 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 basically go to tend to their wounds
2: at the oriental hotel yes yeah um there is that interesting scene where the, the coffins are, are there's a, a funeral procession through the town that's right yes with lead with by the cowboys
1: yes. with banners saying murderers yes. and it's at that point that Jason Priestley um, doesn't want anything to do with the Erps the as well yes because he
2: they bump in and he disappears because he thought they were his brothers that's they right they weren't they made fun of him that's right and well that, that's that's the,
1: the cowboys were his brothers and Wyatt says oh you know that, that that's exactly what he says to you know." I don't know why he's friends with them they make fun of him all the time yeah and um so they have that funeral procession and johnny ringo's like seething he wants to exact revenge
2: he wants blood he, he, and he says th- as much the following day doesn't he
1: that's right and that's where um virgil virgil heads out on his rounds leaves um leaves uh, white and morgan in the kiss in the bar and he goes out on his rounds um it's a rainy stormy night um and uh he Comes in and he's got his he walks back in, uh, or staggers back in. Well, he kind of walks back in, doesn't he? You don't really kind of see, and then and then he was, comes from there. Is,
2: there is a lot of canned lightning that's canned right. lightning in, in, in that whole nighttime sequence mm-hmm. where you know it's it's not real lightning. It, it, it's one of those few times we used to look back and you're, you're kind of a little bit embarrassed about you know all this yeah. canned lightning where. And you know, the the wobble board that causes the lightning sound, and Virgil comes around the bar
1: and his arms like totally bloodied, mm. and um, it's you know it doesn't look good. So they they get him to the the doctor, and the doctor basically says, you know, you're going to lose the, you're going to lose the use of that arm.
2: Yeah, yeah They also try to assassinate uh, assassinate um, some of the wives. So yeah,
1: I think that's a that's a, that's.
2: I think it's the scene yeah. before, um, the, literally the scene before, because Dana Delaney's character uh, Runs. hears from being the. the uh, Johnny Ringo. Uh, no, he. She, oh, the, gets, the she sheriff, gets a yeah. tip off from, from the sheriff. From the other sheriff, not yeah. the town sheriff. The, the county sheriff. The county sheriff that, oh, I'm, I'm going to be in charge. Something's going to happen tonight. She goes to warn the wives. There's a knock at the door. She pushes one of the wives out of the way and this, this, this Gunfire. figure, this, this shadowy figure kicks open the door and, and shoots into the, when you're not sure if it's with the intention of hitting anyone, it could just be to scare them off. But, but and
1: um, and then, and then, um, and then Morgan, and then Morgan, Sam, Morgan character. Sam Elliott's wounded and they, the doctor says he's going to lose the use of that arm and, mm. uh, he says to his wife, you know, don't worry, I've got one good arm to hold you with. It's kind of a, I guess, a semi-romantic kind of moment.
2: Yeah. Um, they're all really, all the wives are really turning on white at, at, that, at that stage. Well, they're blaming him for bringing yeah. them to the town. Which I, I kind of scratched my head at that. It's like, hang on a minute. Why didn't want anyone to become a sheriff. Well, That's right. Wyatt didn't want to be responsible for the town. And uh, in, in fact, in that scene, I thought Virgil... Virgil was the one who really pushed the boys into doing what, the, what, doing what their conscience told them to do. That's right. Um, and then we have Morgan
1: in the pool room at the, at the pool table, the billiards table, and he is um, shot through the back by an unknown assailant, mm. uh, which is, is, is uh, fatal. And he's lying on the. They're the, the trying to get the doctors trying to get the bullet out yeah, of his we, back on yeah, the pool table. Yeah, we
2: don't like we don't see who shot. No, you
1: never see no. who shot who shot him through the window, um, and he's lying on the table after the doctor says there's nothing else I can do. He tries. Yeah, you he know, tries to a, get the bullet there's out.
2: There's this out. really agonising scene where, where uh, got, Morgans, you know, and he's you know he's really biting and he's screaming and there's just frankly there yeah. is a ton of blood and it's all over the place. That's right, and he he
1: ends up saying to Wyatt um just before that time comes he 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 says oh you know he he goes back to that conversation that he had on the street after the theater about whether you see a light or anything and he says i don't see a goddamn thing yeah i can't i can't see a light that's right and then he and then he dies yeah so it leaves you with that thing where where do we go when we die well we don't go anywhere (laughs) yeah almost straight to the pool room (laughs) straight to the pool room that's right (laughs) so at, at this point they're um, they're encouraged to leave town mm. by the cowboys yeah. so
2: the next thing is the following day they've already, they've already loaded up
1: they've loaded their wagons for them and
2: they've and, um, and there's that the, there's that scene where they're literally um, white's on the front the lead wagon the rest of the families are on there the second wagon with um, with Virgil's character and as they're sort of wheeling off white turns to to curly bill and says it's done it's over yeah uh and Kelly uh, Cur- curly bill says something back to him doesn't it As, he, uh, yes, to the okay. effect to the effect of yeah bye yeah. They, I, in fact i think that's exactly what he says in the movie that's what he says yeah, bye. Right. He just got kind of no witty comebacks no, no. nothing
1: um, and as they leave town, um, he turns to Ike Clanton, Billy Broches, and, uh, and says, you know, finish it, take, take one other guy and, and finish go the finish it,
2: meaning he wants them dead.
1: That's right. Um, and we, we, we arrive in, um, in Tucson at night at the train station at Tucson mm. in Arizona and, um, he, they've, uh, he's. The wives are on the, the train. And the, the wives, Virgil's on the train. Virgil's on well. the train with the wives. You don't know where um, White Earp is at this point in time. Mm. Well, you just see the
2: two bad guys. I can you know see the, the two guy. bad guys. They're, they're ready to board the
1: train to. Uh, that's right. Them. And as, as they're walking towards the train, coming from the other way, is um, is uh, five men walking the other way um, with White Earp in the middle. And he takes out the first guy. And Ike Clanton drops to the ground in typical Ike Clanton style in the movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And he's yeah. he like, don't
2: shoot me! Super
1: brave. Super, super brave. And um, he puts his spur, he, he holds open his jacket and he's got a U.S. Marshall badge on. And then he puts his spur to uh, Ike Clanton's face and, like, basically cuts his face open with the spur. And then he says, you know, tell the Cowboys I'm coming and hell's coming with me.
2: Hell's coming with me. I thought that was really pretty. A pretty powerful scene,
1: actually, mm. yeah. it's, and it's just it's done at night, and so there's no light, no day, no you know, no blue skies to affect it. It's just a really dark, close scene that just makes you, yeah, yeah. It, it's a beautiful, powerful scene that you know he's out for revenge.
2: I, I'm going to quote quote wide because I actually I really dug this because from na- uh, from now on I see a red sash, I kill the man wearing it. So run, you cur, and tell the other curs the law is coming. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. It's just...
1: (laughs) Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And he turns to the train, and Virgil's got his arm at the train, you know, kind of... Yeah. Yeah, giving him... He pointed.
2: He gave him the number one What what, what did that mean? I think
1: think he's killed one. Oh, one down. One down. Right, so he's counting. Because he's basically... Anybody that wears a red sash is going to kill. Yeah. And at this point, he's got um, Doc Holliday with him, Texas, Jack Vermillion, Turkey Creek, Jack Johnson, and um, and Michael Rooker's character, McCarthy, uh, McCarthy, uh, Mcmasters, Mcmasters, who was it. also who was a cowboy. Yes, but uh, couldn't conscionably.
2: Yeah, um, and we all know who that character is. How can you not know who that guy is?
1: It's Michael Rooker.
2: Yeah. Michael and who Rooker. was in uh, cliffhanger. Yes. He was in cliffhanger. And he's also in, um, walking dead, the walking dead. Yeah. Um, he's just a super
1: cool character. So yeah. they basically ride out, um, and start, uh, you basically get this montage of cowboys being killed in various places like the barbershop and, uh, in the street and in bed with um prostitutes um they break into the into their brothel and he's in bed with the prostitutes and he kind of uh uh, doc holiday's kind of ladies just step aside (laughs) and then they gun him down where he is um and we eventually come to the creek the creek um which is an interesting thing and and i believe um once again um I don't know how much uh, creative license has been taken, but from all accounts, it actually happened this way. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Where uh, they're pinned down and Wyatt just gets up and walks into the middle of the creek, surrounded by fire from all directions. And Curly Bill gets up and follows him in, into the creek, shooting at him as well, and he just... Everyone. drills him with a shotgun yeah and curly bill's dead and then they start you know everybody else who's with um uh why starts being able to pick off cowboys as everybody you know curly bill's dead so everybody's kind of breaking yeah and they yeah. start
2: they break ranks and break know, some charge out and, and Wyatt sort of cleans up a few of the other guys and and you can see that uh, i think at this stage the the cowboys almost dissolve ranks, and Ringo then assumes command of of the cowboys. That's right. Um, and after that, not the most stable of individuals.
1: No, he's very he's very smart, but he's also mentally unstable <laughs> <laughs> to the highest order. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we get that uh, D- there's, uh, there's there's a there's a scene after that where they're they're sitting at where they're unpacking the horses the 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 marshals and uh turkey creek turns to texas jack and says i have never seen anything like that before in my life or
2: have you ever seen anything like that before and then turkey creek jack johnson texas jack says that and then turkey creek jack johnson says hell i've never even heard of something like that yeah it's just like a this
1: mythical event that has occurred before them and it's something that they probably never ever see again in their entire lives. Yeah,
2: yeah. And like you, just to see that 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 part of the part of White where he just broke. he goes, no, this isn't happening, and he just storms out in the creek, and then it just really takes it to. Them. And Doc
1: falls off his horse at this point. He's got mm. um, he's obviously his lung diseases, um, getting worse, and they head for uh, Henry Hooker's ranch, who's played by um,
2: Charlton Heston. Did did you hear? Um, there there was a scene there where um, uh, Turkey Creek Jack Johnson. That's just a really long name. It and is. he says, "Why do you do it, Doc?" And Doc says, "Well, why? Why it's my friend." And um, Jack says, "Friend? Hell, I got lots of friends." And then Doc says, well, I, "I don't." So which is you know it's quite it's quite touching. You can see that he's willing to put himself in the line oh, of fire really in harm's way to protect this this one man and i think he
1: i think white and doc Holliday have been together for a very long time mm. as far as being friends um so they're obviously you know very you know both willing to do whatever it takes to make sure the other one is survive, gonna survive yeah um but doc falls off his horse um, and they head for henry hooker's uh henry hooker's ranch um where charlton heston Who's Henry Hooker? Says to you know you, you you can rest up here and have something to eat and um, time passes um, and you actually see um, a, a horse coming back uh, r- coming back down the hill with a body being dragged behind yeah. it um, uh,
2: and it actually turns out to be McMaster's yeah they, somehow the, the cowboys had lured him Ringo's uh, crew the cowboys had linked. Uh, looted him uh and uh, and killed him and uh ringo
1: had then with the messenger had, had said um you know white's got to meet me at this maybe me this place just him and me um and he really challenged him that's right and uh and uh he white has a conversation with uh doc holiday and you know who's lying in bed and he says, you know, uh, so can I beat him? And doc kind of says, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. and at which point doc's like, looks like he's dying and he says, Oh, I've never had a badge. Do you think I can have one? Mike gives him his badge <laughs> and, um, and then Turkey Creek and Texas Jack and White ride out to meet. Johnny four, Ringo, yeah. Johnny Ringo. Um, and then we we come to a, a we come to a scene where Johnny Ringo's standing there and this man a oh, circle of trees. This circle of trees and this figure walks out of the trees who you can't you can't tell who it is. Yeah. His um, face is in shadow. His face is in shadow. And uh, he um, gets up close and he realizes it's Doc Holiday. Yeah,
2: Ringo goes, Oh he goes, I've been waiting for you to come, I've been looking forward to this that's and right. then uh, there's the, there's this realization. Yeah, Doc Holiday appears, and you know you can see his face changes. And then Doc says something quite interesting. He goes, "I'm your Huckleberry." Mm. Do you know what that means? I don't. Okay, "I'm your Huckleberry" is is another way of saying, "I'm your man for the job." Oh, okay. So what he's basically saying, and there's a reference because he makes the reference to a few times. I'm your stuff. Huckleberry earlier on. That's right. Because I think a, a Ringo at one point really called out for blood. He wanted to get that jewel up and running. Mm. But he was pretty inebriated at the time, so it wasn't going to be a fair fight. No. But, um, but I think um, at that stage, uh, earlier on in the movie, Doc Holliday was sort of leaning, I think it was, he was getting a shave or something, he hops yeah. up from the chair, and he, as he steps off from the veranda or the porch, he says, I'm your huckleberry, meaning I'm your man for the job, I'll give you some blood. Yeah. And so when he steps out of the out of the shadows into the light it goes I'm your huckleberry meaning He's I'm the man now. for the job so not not white no that's it, right white wouldn't be the right person for this and
1: at which point they both draw their
2: guns well you could see real terror in Ringo. Be, he actually says my fight's not it's with, with you because he doesn't want I it. was just kidding I was just mocking around
1: because he doesn't want because he knows I think he knows that you know there's a reckoning coming for him, and yeah. and it's going to be at the hands of yeah. of Doc Holliday.
2: and you know, and it, which is a real, a critical moment for the movie because you know, a character like Ringo, who has no fear of anything, suddenly has fear. That's
1: right, and and it's at that point kind of we get the the Doc Holiday kind of head, you know, smart ass head move, yeah, um, which Johnny. Trips Johnny Ringo off, and he goes for his gun, and uh, he gets shot through the temple from under, from below. So it goes kind of, th- sort of in and in and through, and uh, and Johnny Ringo staggers around. Staggers around it's for not, a while. It's
2: not one of those Hollywood deaths. It's It's, not, really, it's, it's quite gory. But you've got and, blood and
1: coming out of his head, and yeah, and he's no, and, and and I think uh, Talk
2: Holliday's urging him on. Come on
1: come, come on. on yeah he's like really yeah he's taunting him a little bit but it's
2: over at that stage because he's he's obviously yeah, he's on, a walking corpse that's right that it's just
1: automated movement yeah. before he collapses to the ground um so and then why why walks in and then white walks in and realizes it's you know what's happened
2: yes um and and then the the film kind of i guess fades. Well, well there is that quote where um he said, oh, he said, I, I might not have been entirely honest with, with
1: how ill I was how ill I was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, It just yeah. shows how good a poker player he is. And then the the four of them sort of go on the rampage and basically clean out. That's
1: that's right. And then that's you know, the and and then they go all their separate ways at the end.
2: Yeah. Did you notice that that final yeah. scene? One of the final scenes and there's a horse chase. And they're chasing Ike Clanton. Ike Clanton. And Ike Clanton pulls throws, his sash off and, and throws, throws his sash way. down. Well, he um, he survives the movie. Mm. He dies a few years later, but he renounced his sash. That's right. Which which is interesting. He like Fear made him renounce his I th- sash. Well,
1: I, th- I, th- I think he, um, he rode with the cowboys under a lot of bravado. Mm. But I think deep down he wasn't really a stone-cold killer. Mm. He liked to think of himself as a stone cold killer, but he—I don't think he was. I think he—it's the group that he fell in with, and yes, you know he's yeah. not. You know he—it it really wasn't the life for him.
2: No, I—I I, I don't think, I think it he was really for anyone. I, I think, think he it was been just hap- all
1: Bravado. Well, I think he would have been happier working in a dispensary. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Quite honestly. Well, he was a cattle rancher. His family were ranchers. That's right. I mean, and the mclarrys yeah. were ranchers as well. Mm. You know, part-time cattle rustlers, but they were ranchers. These were, they were farm owners. That's right,
1: and and you know, obviously, travelling south and stealing cattle and being in, you know, at death's door, didn't suit his life. <laughs> and so he chose to live rather yeah. than rather than run out yeah, and that, that little girly that's right and it's, it's it's at that point where the sash flies off that we kind of yeah. drift and and the riders head off in their different directions and uh, and the boys sort of pull back on the reins and sort that's of right put the guns away that's right and then we and then we end up at um um glenwood sanatorium um where we find uh doc holiday um well, clearly doc holiday has good private health insurance that's right well, he's obviously had a lot of money. He's won a lot of money, because <laughs> he's in he's in he's in this sanatorium, um. And he's visited by uh, Wyatt, hmm. who um, I think gives him a like a book, a, a written
2: story of that, that he wrote that he yes. wrote
1: of that my friend Doc Holiday.
2: Yeah, I think apparently dreadful. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if they were called penny dreadfuls but Actually, they might have
1: been called penny dreadfuls. So, it's it's kind of a, a um a an emotional farewell to Doc Holliday as he passes from this uh from this world.
2: Very ironic that that Doc Holliday who was one of the scariest men alive in the West goes out the true goes out of semi-natural causes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you notice that where he looks down at his feet and he realises that his boots aren't on. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I thought I thought some of the scenes were a little forced, and I thought that... Because I remember thinking, I wonder why you can see his feet. Wouldn't they be cold? And then he looks down and says, Oh. Didn't die with his boots on. No, no.
1: And I think that's probably the point. Yeah. You know, the old uh, he died with his boots on kind of (laughs) but you know in in a gunfight and he didn't he didn't that's right yeah very ironic and um so uh josephine marcus has left town at this point um she left town just after the uh the gunfight Mm. in between the gunfight at the OK corral and ike clanton's hunt for the the family before they got to tucson um Yes. And, and Billy Zane's character is, is murdered by um, uh, some of the cowboys at that point as well. Mm. Um, but Wyatt heads off to, um, to San Francisco where um, uh, there's a theatre show on. And um, he, uh, he finds Josephine Marcus there. Yes, I'm just He's, trying to remember the name
2: of the show. I uh, cannot remember the name of the Captain, show. Pa- Captain Pinafore? That HMAS... HMAS Pinafore. Pinafore, yes. I think well it done. Was.
1: A personal favourite of yours, obviously. I was, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking Captain Scarlet, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbirds. Sounds like, like something John English would have done. Yeah, maybe. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, was it uh, uh, number seven or whatever? it was? What was I <laughs> well, I, seven I, bucks
2: a night. Hollywood Seven. At how um, happy an ending it was. Well.
1: And, and he, he, um, he uh, I guess, doesn't propose to Josephine Marcus, but, you know, uh, dedicates the rest of his life to... Room service. To room service with her. Yeah. Um, and they, they, I mean, it says that they went on many adventures, but they lived in Alaska for a while, and they ran casinos and brothels really? and stuff up right. there. Because she came from money.
2: We don't really know that right up until the end because he declares to her, he says, "I have nothing," and she says, "That's I all right." I don't even know how we could make a living. My family's rich. But if you'll accept me, and then she, yeah, she declares that, which is that's
1: all right. It's My like, family's well, rich. Why
2: did not you leave with that? Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's right. No wonder she had always had room service. But they
1: they they were together for forty seven years,
2: which is incredible.
1: After after um, after
2: Tombstone. Considering the average lifespan of people back then, that that's right. Is a hell I think it was wrong.
1: 1929. I think White Earp died. Oh, he died. Yeah, 1929. Yeah, 1929. So. Um, they all lived quite long. I mean, Virgil, uh, even though he was, you know, lost the use of his arm, he became a sheriff somewhere else. He became a lawman again. Uh, and and he, I think he died in like 1911, something like that. So they all lived quite long, fruitful lives afterwards. Wow. So that's uh, that. That is Tombstone, in a nutshell.
2: Yeah, it this is, is me in a nutshell. <laughs> 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 oh dear! <laughs> what What do you think? Well, I, 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 look. I just really like this movie, and it, it it it's only. And I've seen Tombstone a few times, but it's oh, only yeah. this time was I maybe sober enough to pay attention to the to. So one scene that sort of really brought some clarity to the whole myth and legend of the Wild West is as they, I think, as they were walking towards the O.K. Corral, White turns to his brother, Morgan, and says, I've only ever shot one man. I've only ever taken one life. So right up until that point, here's this legend, and everyone knew White but he'd only ever been in one gunfight, one actual gunfight, yeah, that's right. where he took a man's life. So, and then I thought, and that's when it really sealed the deal that, wow, well, the Wild West was just one great big poker match. It's just uh, one big face-off to see who blinks first. And and
1: clearly, he didn't blink much. And no, he apparently was pretty uh, pretty stone cold. Like he um, he had a um, a very even demeanor. And he wasn't easily um, uh, flustered by any situation. Yes, which kind of g- gave him the upper hand in 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 those kind of situations where
2: it would have in the wild. He he was was able it would have been talk... so easy to, to, to hit that brinkmanship because everyone had firearms, hmm. but no one wanted to die. No, if, characters like Doc Holliday and Ringo, uh, Johnny Ringo, would would have been exceptionally rare. Uh, you know, uh, so. Hmm for me, that, that was really quite interesting. So, and I hadn't really got a sense of that in, in other Westerns before. I thought that, uh, that body counts would have been a lot higher. So, uh, so I look really like this movie, a a complete ensemble, a really all-star cast. Uh, yeah, there, there was, yeah, a real, a lot to like in this movie. So what what do you think that you would um, say? Give it
1: out of uh, ten uh, peacemakers.
2: Um, I would probably give it an eight and a half. I think eight and a half. Look, you'd think that I would have given it more. Some of the some of the dialogue was a bit cheesy, um, and some of it was just damn brilliant. But I I probably yeah. Look, I'm going to give it. Eight and a half. Eight, Eight and a half. half. Okay. Blazing gun
1: gunfights. Okay, look, I um I you know, I grew up on Saturday matinees. Uh, misspent childhood <laughs> <laughs> Watching watching all those old westerns <laughs> from the from the from the fifties and the sixties. So I um I um I I'm I'm you know, someone says Western, I mean I, I do I do enjoy a good Western and, and this is a good Western. And as you say, there are some some cheesy lines, but it's it just the way it's made. Okay, there's more blood than the old Saturday matinees yeah. um, in it, but the way it's made, it just takes me back to those those times yeah. of you know watching a you know getting up and watching a good movie. Is that the dog again?
2: Oh, it could be. You know, he's in his death throes. <sighs> <race>. Sorry. <laughs> or is that Doc Holiday? I don't know. It's the tuberculosis. It's the TB.
1: And, and so it takes me back to that, those, those days. I, you know, I love, it. I, just, yeah. I, and I guess cowboys, we can't say cowboys and Indians anymore. Cause it's yeah. kind of a little bit, in a, you know, not Inappropri- appropriate, not appropriate. Um, but those, you know, those gangs, gang Westerns where you've got the, the, the lawlessness, the, the lawlessness of the old West. And it's, it's, you know, it's done in a way that isn't cheesy. Okay. Some of the, some of the lines are a little bit cheesy, yeah. but, like uh, it's the camera shots the long shots of just men standing in the middle of a street and horses going past yeah and it's beautifully
2: filmed and
1: and totally
2: entertaining yeah. what did you think I, th- I thought that um it being 1993 the, the that new technique of where you could film someone in the foreground and someone in the background mm-hmm. and get that that the blend that's right to, to build a scene they did that too much you mm-hmm. know there was so I thought there was a bit of uh, yeah, filmography think... trickery going on and uh, they they overplayed it a bit some of the scenes I felt were a bit overplayed I,
1: I think they're like how long is this film about two hours and just over two hours yeah I think there were a lot of lot of scenes that were superfluous to the film yes uh, you know the Jason Priestley moments that probably didn't even really need to be in the movie Yes. You know, they probably could have cut it down by 15 minutes. Oh, look, you're, you're and, probably and it, not wrong. I really it, trimmed it up and made it a... And it would have been a real... It still would have been... It was, still would have been an excellent movie. Yeah.
2: Um, but it would have been a l- much tighter. Well, compare and, it to The Magnificent Seven. You know, uh, the, the Wild Western movie. That's a long Seven. film. But it, but it just oozes. So I give it an 8.5 because, look, it's a great film. It's not the best for me, walvis but it's such an awesome film. So.
1: Oh, you know, you had the, like in the nineties, you had this film and then you had Unforgiven, which Oh, can you imagine if Clint Eastwood had directed those characters? It just would have been such a tight, tight movie. And what Clint had made like he had in, in, you know, through the seventies, eighties and nineties, you know, he'd made the outlaw, Josie Wales, high plains drifter, uh, pale rider, Unforgiven just he's just the the master of the western yeah and that,
2: that's a movie and, i would have liked to have seen. and
1: they're all and they're all you know great movies and with the magnificent seven you know you're, you're, you're the film is constantly it's a long movie but it's constantly centered on these seven guys and um and they're all like actors who are um new to the like relatively new to the game and they're all trying to outdo each other um on scenes so like you know they'll be riding through the riding through the creek you know going mm. along the creek heading you know wherever and someone will tip a hat and someone will kind of lean down and get a drink of water out of it they're all, they're all trying to outdo each other in each scene and it just keeps you riveted to that camera spot uh, yeah, absolutely uh, and 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 this it it happens in this to an a to to an extent mm. um but there are those scenes which do kind of make it go on uh a little bit but i'm i'm still i'm still with you at at about an eight and a half i reckon eight and a half okay
2: okay Okay. so we're in agreement that it's it's a it's a good film awesome film massive ensemble cast you know charlton heston robin mitchum Uh, powers booth oh he's it's like
1: awesome i'm like i love every time i see a powers booth movie i'm like (laughs) why wasn't he like bigger (laughs) I, I don't know. Because he's in like um he's in not um 1984's uh, Red Dawn. He's the downed fighter pilot oh, in Red Dawn. He is. Yes. And, and he's in the Emerald Forest where <laughs> where his son is taken by Indians and he has uh, native native um Amazon uh indigenous people and just to be politically correct, and and he you know spends years searching for him, yeah. and then you know he's he's in another film called Extreme Prejudice where he plays an outlaw uh, drug dealer who lives across the border, right? And with uh, um, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso, <laughs> and and that You're showing film, your
2: range now, you I know. know,
1: and 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 so you know why wasn't he bigger, Michael Bean?
2: From eighties. Oh, yeah. He's um, Johnny Ringo. Uh, Terry O'Quinn. Uh, Terry the Bear. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, and not a large character in this movie. Um, uh, I mean, you said John Corbett. Um, oh, they're just. Yeah, I've got, got, got names,
1: I've got names, I've got names. Yeah. Yeah, John Corbett. And then uh, we've got Michael Rooker, Thomas Hayden Church, Val Kilmer. You know, it's just a who's who of. Yeah. that time and yeah. yeah so eight and a half it's eight and a half stars so it's a good film okay so we we done I think we're done oh okay well thanks for joining us on uh, That Shit Movie's Quite Good um, we'll see you next time right, bye. bye for now you've been listening to That Shit Movie's Quite Good make sure you subscribe rate and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts If there's a movie out there you want me to watch and review instead of mowing the bloody lawn, please, dear God, send me an email. No, really do it. Now, just just make one up.